And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. This week, we're switching it up with the temporary host. It's me, Jace, and I'm here with... Joe, hello. And Jono. It's a weird being at He's the still here. Jono's <laughs> <laughs> Um, This week, we're talking the new Xbox Series X and S. Not to, not to confuse everybody. Uh, we're talking Mario 3D All-Stars and the new 4K Switch. We're talking a little bit of the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War multiplayer. Um, for those that have seen it, the June trailer, which came out today, and much, much more. Um, but before we get into it, I just want to give a quick shout out to this week's writer in Brendan P. Brendan says that he listens to the show every week and he loves Jono's insights, sorry, Joe's insights into gaming with kids, Jono's oh. retro game knowledge, and that I ramble on way too much about the latest tech. Uh, so thanks, Brendan. There's a shirt in the mail for you. Uh, we have another message from Jen P who says she listens to the podcast every week because her husband tells her to. Awesome stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's enough from me. Uh, so let's drop a dollar do into the VP machine and cue the music. Player. Boys, how are we? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing yeah? well too. Yeah, bit excited. Big um, Ubisoft news hopefully tomorrow for me within a Prince of Persia remake. But everyone who's listening to this will already know the news there. So hopefully, I'm very excited when you're hearing this. Oh, I do you know anything? Do you know anything at all about like what they're going to talk about at Ubisoft Forward? Well, supposedly there is a remaster, remake, or hopefully a remaster of my favorite game ever the 2008 i think it is prince of persia game that animated style one the nolan nerd nolan nerd nolan north prince um and yeah i i'm just i'm actually kind of nervous to play it again to be truthful if it is a remake or remaster because in my mind it's like my favorite game ever but i'm not sure it will still hold up super well but i yeah i'm looking forward to it and another kind of cool thing to play with my son Again, I'd like to watch it through his eyes. Hopefully, he enjoys it like I did. Um, and and I've heard some rumors about a um, Sands of Time remake as well, which would be very cool because that is, you know, I played that actually like two years ago again on my PC, and that that game definitely still holds up as well. Are there any rumors so, about? Sorry, Jace. There are any rumors about? Oh, you go ahead. Um, Splinter Cell. Because I've looked at, <laughs> no, I saw nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Probably in some new mobile game or like as a side character. Maybe it's a skin in the new Prince of Persia, the way it's all been lately. I played Elite Squad last night. That game crashes in the middle of matches on a regular basis. And I wasn't even playing against people. I was playing against the computer. Uh, you, boo. <laughs> is, is the game any good though? Like no. when you can play it, I mean. Oh, really? It's, it's, it's really, you press two buttons. You time launching like a missile strike or a health um, pack or a, um, like you've got two abilities that you can use and you've got to time them throughout the match and try and get them to cover as many things as possible. And that's pretty much it. Then you go to leveling up your character. It is very click and wait and click and wait and click and wait, and click and wait. Uh, yeah. Are you getting the vibe that they want your cash? Uh, not yet, but I there's definitely indications that they'll want it your cash. They're just they're easing you in into it until you get to level ten. But if it keeps on crashing as much as it does, I'll never get there. So I probably won't be playing this much again. <laughs> yeah, but but surely there's got they're, they're working on a new print um Prince of Persia, a new Splinter Cell game. Like it, it they, they're just teasing Sam Fisher left, right, and center. Uh, oh. The Hitman games are doing really well. Like stealth is kind of coming back slowly but surely. It, it, it's got to be on the cards. Hopefully, I, I, I genuinely don't know what they're doing. Like they've, I mean, clearly they've still got the rights because they put Sam Fisher in just about everything that they can. And he was in the, was he in Ghost Recon? Yes, the new one. Yes, there was like a, a couple of missions. He was in the old one too, but there were there were a yeah. couple of missions with him in it. But I, I just I don't know. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, if they're bringing back, if they're bringing back Prince of Persia, though, like surely they're going to bring back Splinter Cell. Maybe that's next year. Uh, yeah. Like, no disrespect to Joe's favorite game of all time, but Splinter Cell <laughs> is more popular than Prince of Persia, right? Surely. So? I, I would think that probably it is amongst gamers, but Prince of Persia has more of a name than Splinter Cell does, like in the wider non-gaming or, you know, uber nerdy kind of us, like us um, circles. I think Prince of Persia, like, is, is a game that everyone grew up with. 
like who's in the same elk of age as us? I, I don't know. I mean, we saw how well the movie did. It was in... not that, it was not the worst movie ever. Oh no, I enjoyed it, but it just didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. It it didn't. I was getting like a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of vibe. Like I think yeah. they were gonna churn out a couple of these films if they were they were popular enough. It's a shame that it didn't do well though. Yeah, yeah no, it was fun, but yeah. No. Um well before we get into the big stuff, I have a new segment I want to introduce. I don't know yeah. if it's a segment, but I want to call it Yo Jono. Jono, you and I have been talking about your recent purchases from eBay. Oh, so many. You are an avid collector specifically though of G.I. Joe's. Yes. And I'm wondering among other things. This is great. Among other things, and I'm wondering if you would mind telling us about one of the G.I. Joe's you've purchased and what makes him or her so special. Oh, where to start? I've bought so many. Lately. You can only pick one. Yeah. You get to you get to do this every week though. Oh, every week. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with um, it's the two ah oh, two thousand and I think fifteen or fourteen General Hawk. So okay. So the reason I'm bringing him up is a lot of GI Joe fans love Duke. He's their first sergeant. He's their de facto leader. If you watch the cartoon, which I think Jace did in his childhood, where I didn't, Duke was I the did. man. Um, if like me, you read the comic, General Hawk was the man. General Hawk is their leader. He's their field leader. He was out there in the front. He was, you know, the one to look up to. He wasn't some simple sergeant with boots bigger than he thought he had. Anyway, <laughs> um, this General Hawk's really cool. His styling is very uh, modern military. He carries a briefcase that has a computer inside of it. Maybe it's launch codes, who knows, and an MP5. And then he also carries another specked out MP5 with like, you know, a scope and stuff on it. Um, and he just looks really cool. Um, the were these mod- were these actually MP5s though, or was it like oh, Hasbro they... or whatever's take on on guns? No, up until um, the last three and three quarter inch figures, or okay, let's be honest, all the modern ones are really four inch figures. Um, the the last ones were released probably about three four years ago, and they haven't really made any since. There's some coming later this year, and they were all using realistic looking weapons for the most part. Not every weapon was was based off a real weapon, but a large majority were. Um, the new six-inch figures that have just started hitting the US and I think are hitting Australia in the next couple of months, um, they are all using fantasy weapons. In fact, a lot of them are modelled after Nerf guns. And and that's a licensing? Or is it just because, you know, it's, guns um, aren't toys? Or? Yeah, it's, it's very much Hasbro playing it safe and trying to avoid parents worrying about their kids playing with real weapons. So, gotcha. um, yeah, so there's a real push that it's it's almost a Fortnite-esque feel um, to this new G.I. Joe range, but with their own spin on it. So it's it's a really interesting mix of what was like 80s G.I. Joe and what's current currently popular. But um, this figure that I got, yeah, very modern military, very well done. Um, so, yeah, I was very excited to get it. And I found it on eBay for really stupidly cheap, which... Yeah, most G.I. Joe figures tend to these days go for around the $50 mark, which is just insane. Um, but this one I got for $13. <laughs> 13 bucks. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you must have somewhere in this collection, I don't want to know about it yet, but somewhere in this collection you must have an incredibly expensive G.I. Joe. More expensive than the rest. A top dollar one. No, I haven't bought any really expensive ones, amazingly enough. I've always tried to keep it under that $50 mark. So um, right. uh, vehicles are probably where it, it's been more expensive, but even those I've kept reasonable. But we'll talk about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the big one then. The Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. Joe, you have a little bit of info on that? Oh, you, you, you're the tech man here, Jace. I've got the stats in front of me, but you probably Give know them. the stats, yeah. Well, no, tell, you, tell you, stats. you tell us what this all means, Jace. So I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a side-by-side. So the X is that big one, the kind of beefy, you know, top of the range one. And the Series S is the smaller kind of entry level, um, reasonably priced, it seems to be. So I haven't seen anywhere online. Um, actually, no, that's not true. We saw today, EB Games are doing, uh, have up their pricing. Did you guys see this? Yes, I did. So, so well, this Microsoft is just EB announced it officially uh, today. But with a Australian prices, Microsoft? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I, I looked earlier on in the day and I couldn't see anything on their website. It's only on um, EB. So they, they said 750 or 749, but I like to say yep. 750 for the Series X and 499, 500 for the Series S. Um, mm. And EB are doing a, a trade-in with your X or S and you get like 350 off or um, 200 off for the S if you trade in the X or the S. For the current your current X or current S for the new X or new S. This is not what confusing if, at all. Wait, wait. Exactly. What, what if you've got an original Xbox One? Then you, you, you're you a sad fellow, Jono, and you're probably going to get like $20 for that. So you might as well hold they're, on to it. They're not getting it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I, I really don't think that's true. It's an heirloom at this point, isn't it? Uh, totally. Um, I have to say... <laughs> I have to say that the S looks a little bit different than what I expected. Expected yeah. to originally, it looked like a white half height uh, Series X, and that's I think there was promotional material that was going around about that with the controller and everything. And then they eventually released what it properly looked like, which kind of looks like I don't know, like a one of those little like burner oven stove things you can buy, those little portable cookers. Absolutely. So it's got that little um, circle, that that vent on the top that looks like a disc but it's discless. It's 60% smaller or thereabouts than the Series X. But let's just be clear, the Series X is a beast. It is like, it is, I, I, we've had this conversation before on the podcast. It literally is not going to fit in my entertainment unit. And if I put it behind my TV, I've figured out I will need to put the TV forward on a little bit of an angle. So I'm thinking my if I get an X straight away, which with this trade-in deal, I probably will, um, it's going to go in the other room where the kids are normally. So it won't be my everyday console. Would would you mind just hitting us with some of those stats, Joe? Yep. yep. So both of them have up to 120 frames per second, which is very cool. So the Series X is up to 8K and the Series S is 1440p with 4K upscaling. Jace, I know you're, you've spoken about 4K upscaling and said it's no joke. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, man. Um, so... First of all, the S is incredible value for what it is. Um, and apparently the CPU inside the S is actually better than the stock PS5. We only know of one PS5 coming out. Yeah. But apparently the CPU side of things, it's it's actually better than. Well, um, in terms of... Sorry, go so ahead. You, you're right. There is only one PS5, but there is the disc and discless PS5s, just to be you know, fully right. that, on point there. Shows what I know about PS5s. I wasn't paying attention. No, exactly. <laughs> and I am I right in saying that the processor on the S, the Series S, let's, oh, their, their naming conventions need some work, <laughs> on the Series S is only a little bit less powerful than the processor on the Series X. I, I That's what I understand. So the big win or the big difference all just comes down to resolution. So yeah, yeah. Um, the, the X can support 120 frames per second and can support 8K. The likelihood of being able to do 8K at 120 frames per second is incredibly low. Um, very few games will ever reach that, if at all. They'd have to be maybe like indie titles or something like that. But on top of that, most people don't have an 8K TV. Um, yep. they're, not, they're not gonna utilize it. Now, like 4K is the big win of this year, but yep. it's, it, or this, this generation. But 4K is um, at 120 frames will will make a big difference. It will be a little bit more competitive with with PCs out there. Um, most people are really only going to need the S because uh, you know again 1440p and 4K there isn't a massive difference in resolution and um, upscale to 4K. You know the new the new Nvidia Shield, uh, a media streaming device, does upscaling from 1080p to 4K. It's enough that you could subscribe to Netflix at 1080p only saving yourself money and then use the upscaling feature of the Nvidia shield to put yourself in the ultra tier um, or that. hardware based. Right. And if the Xbox is anything like that, um, it's going to be much better value than, than getting the X and saying that I am getting the X. Yes. So if you want me to just quickly finish off, I'm going to talk Jason right now um, with the very nerdy stats and I don't really understand what this means, but the CPU on both, according to, um, the website I'm on right now, Trusted Reviews, which is one of the best ones I've seen with the stats. And also I've got IGN up at the same time. The, the, so the CPU is the same on both. Eight cores at 3.2 gigahertz. I'm, I'm assuming GHZ is the abbreviation of gigahertz yeah, um, with a custom, custom Zen 2 CPU. And the GPU, it's, so it's four teraflops on the Xbox Series S 
and the Xbox Series X has 12 teraflops. Now, we remember Phil Spencer talking about teraflops all those years ago when, when it was kind of first announced. Um, what's a teraflop, Jace? Uh, I have no idea, man. <laughs> it's, it's, com it's computing power. So it's, it's how many calculations it can uh, complete in a particular point in time, how much it is. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Well, it's you sounded it's, you sounded like you knew what you were talking about. I, was, I, I thought I was about to get an education. Um, but so t whatever the teraflops are, the S has twenty CUs at one point five gigahertz custom RDNA two, whereas the X has fifty two CUSs at one point eight two five gigahertz okay. custom. What what does that all mean, Jace or Jono? You I, seem I, to know a bit too. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you, man. I genuinely know nothing when it comes to teraflops. That's like beyond what I understand. I don't, I don't ever hear teraflops being referred to in terms of like PC architecture and all that sort of stuff. So it just seems to be a console thing at the moment. Um, yeah, even I'd I have to look it up. That. I just don't. Well, do, I, I guess you, it, do you actually know what it is, John? It's uh, all of it's just to do with calculations. Uh, how how quickly you can do the calculations and how many you can do in a period of time i mean for the let's be honest for the layperson the bigger number sounds amazing and when it comes yes. to um actually so here's the difference i think that it would really show at the moment when we play call of duty because i have the original xbox one and you guys have the s and the x respectively or do you have an x I'm as well joe i'm on pc when, I, when we play call of duty there you go. Um, the load times are vastly different. And I think that's where you'd see it between the S and the X, that you'd see the time it takes to render a scene and bring it up on screen will be vastly different to the, the S. But then for all the games we're playing for the first couple of years, we're probably not going to notice a big difference. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, in terms of memory, it's 10 gigabytes um, on Series S and on X it's 16. Um, internal storage uh, is basically double on the X. And yeah, we've already said no disk drive on the S, but there's a 4K ultra high definition Blu-ray on the Series X, which I, I guess by the end of the generation, probably going to be something we're not using because dig all digital future seems to be the way we're heading. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, right, it, no. I, I gotta say, I'm still tempted by having a drive, not because I'd use it a lot, because let's be honest, on the Xbox One, Almost everything I play now is digital. It's really, really weird. In fact, it's hard to go out there and buy a physical game because then it's like, oh, I have to get up and change the disc. Um, <laughs> but I do like the idea of having a an, a 4K Blu-ray player just for occasionally, you know. Are you, are you going to get yourself an S or an X, Jono? Well, that was the question I was going to ask you guys as well. Like... Jace has already said he's going for the X, and Joe, was I right in assuming that you're going for an X or S this year? An X, yeah, I'll get an. I'll do the trading deal. I'm pretty sure it seems to be the way I'll go, unless I can sell mine on uh, you know, online for a lot more than I can get it with the trading. But yeah, that'll be the way I'll go. I I don't I don't think you'll be able to Joe because that like deal. I, I'm not the biggest fan of EB Games, but um, but that, that deal that, that they have, like, I mean, you can buy a brand new X at the moment. I think it was even the Cyberpunk one or something for like three ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's just, if you're not going to keep your X for whatever reason, then, then swap it for an X. All right. So I've decided I want to get an X because one, storage, and I use that all the time. And then I was talking about how much I'd love to... Um, I want the hard, the disk drive because I want to, okay, I'm going to spill and give you my real reason as to why I want the <laughs> uh, the Blu-ray disk drive. Um, it's purely for that copy of Avengers Endgame that I've got on 4K Blu-ray, um, ultra high definition. I want to be able to watch that that way. And if that's the only thing I ever use that drive for, score. But it was actually the extra storage space. And I don't want to be the last one loading into COD anymore. Jeez. <laughs> Well, apparently, all those teraflops that I really don't understand aren't all that different from one another, are they? Like, it doesn't seem like there's a drastic difference between the two. Um, there's enough of a difference in, I think, in like things like rendering time that you'd find uh, loading times would be like you'd notice you'd get into a level quicker than than the other person. So, I think that could See, make I, a I, difference, but not huge. Initially, would, yeah, because. Because the drives are both the same. Like they're both yeah. NVMe M2 drives or an equivalent of so there's some sort of special hybrid thing. Um, and apparently you can't run 
your Xbox, new Xbox games um, on like a, a an external hard drive anymore. Um, you have to use the proprietary connection. Yes, I heard about that. So another reason to go for that um, the X and have all that extra hard drive space. I mean, look at it. We've both, we've all filled our hard drives and we've got external hard drives that are almost full as well. So uh, yeah, that extra storage space is huge. Um, I I think yeah. that um I think they're going to charge a real big premium for any expandable drives from from there on out. I know that they've already got deals with Seagate or somebody to be able to do that. So I imagine we're going to be spending a lot of cash if you did want to upgrade. It's probably just better to do the jump at the beginning. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, the the other thing though that I was thinking is that I might not jump in this year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is that because there's no Halo? Partly. I, yeah, to be honest, um, that was that was a big draw card, and if that's not going to be there, then there's not a massive impetus to get it straight away. But also, the other thought was if they are going to release Halo next year, then Halo themed Xbox One, oh sorry, Xbox Series X, <laughs> um, and that could be nice. I missed out on the last couple. I'd like to have another one again. Yeah, can I, can yeah. I just say about that um, the hard drive space thing, not having the external hard drives, having to do the proprietary proprietary um, hard drive. I, I think that's really um, a step backwards. I, I think it was so consumer friendly what they did, how you could just get any um, hard drive lying around. And even with the Xbox 360, where you could plug in USBs at the end of it, because at the beginning of the generation, the games are going to be a certain size. At the end of the generation, they're probably going to be three or four times as big. And the, whatever the internal storage that it starts with is not going to be enough. You know, in oh, how many close. years. So I think that's a real shame. And um, I, I, you know, if it's like an actual, you know, it, it just it won't work, it'll slow it down too much or anything like that. Okay, that's fair. But if it's just because they can make more money that way, like Sony with the kind of, with all their proprietary Vita cards and um, whatever their silly um, media was called back in the day, um, I think that's a that's a shame, but it is what it is. I think that's a little from column A, a little from column B. I, th I think speed is actually an issue. I think having solid state and not having the bottleneck of a, a port, like plugging into a USB-C port or whatever they put on it would actually cause an issue. But I don't think they're complaining about the fact that they can also sell something proprietary and make a little bit of cash on it. Yeah, the, the funny thing with the current Xbox One X is, and, and the uh, current Xbox um, is that when you had the removable hard drive, the games loaded quicker than off the actual Xbox. Not not hugely, yeah. but they did. Uh, that's the big thing with solid state. Yeah. And especially solid state that's, um, you know, integrated in really well. If it's the architecture's set up really well, then it can take advantage of the extra speed of solid state. So, yeah, interesting times. Yep. For sure. Um, well, enough on the Xbox. Um, this isn't something that I've really looked into because I've almost given up on the Switch at this point. But <laughs> um, Mario 3D All-Stars and the new 4K Switch. Um, Joe, you got a bit of info on that as well? Not on the 4K Switch. I think we spoke a bit about the, the rumours for that last week and whatnot. Um, so I don't know much isn't, to put a say about that. Isn't that still rumour? Like, I know the rumours are expanding and saying that Nintendo are currently asking developers to start preparing 4K versions of their games, but still no announcement from Nintendo officially about a new Switch, have they? Yeah, I thought not. Chase? Nothing, nothing, I've, nothing I've heard officially. It's just the rumors going around. And again, yeah. again, that, that message that Nintendo's sort of sent out to, to uh, publishers. Yep. Um, what about but, Mario? So they, they did the Mario 35th um, little kind of video as they've been doing lots of these great little themed videos as of late, the 35th anniversary. Um, and yeah, so the, I think what they considered the big draw card um, in, was the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is optimized versions is what their wording is of yeah. Super Mario 64, um, which is, you know, I, I think you, I know you guys are Sonic fans, but you have to agree that is one of the best games of all time. Um, yeah. Super Mario, it, it is. It, it, it yeah, is. really? You, you know what? Even if you don't like the game, you cannot deny the influence that that game had on 3D platformers. Oh, really? The, the floor is yours. Explain. I can't give it to you, Joe. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll back you up on this one, Joe. Yeah, no. I, it, it, okay, I, yeah, I'm being absolutely. a little evil. Yeah, sure. 
um, and then they've got Super Mario Sunshine in there, which I never played. I, I completely missed the GameCube generation. Um, I only played it really with you, Jono. So no, um, yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted that to some degree. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I don't think it's even a widescreen version of it. Like it's it's just like the original game, but they're just selling it again, which is the Nintendo way of things. And then Super Mario Galaxy, not Super Mario Galaxy 2, which Super Mario Galaxy is an amazing game. It's like a phenomenal game. I think Super Mario Galaxy 2 is a refined version of an amazing game. And it's one of probably my top five games of all time. And it's not part of this collection at all. I don't understand why. I don't know how you're going to play Super Mario Galaxy um, with the, I don't even know if you can, with the Switch Lite because it requires you to have the um, kind of the motion uh, controls when you're playing it. Do doesn't it? Yeah. So I, I don't know. You're going to snap your, um, yeah, your, your Switch in half to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's an underwhelming package for the price that it is. I got to say, it's just, it's, it's not remasters or you know, it's remake. Sorry, it's just like upscaled versions of what? Like, how old are these games now? Like really old, like twenty something years, right? Okay, like as the retro for sixty four, as the retro player in the in the group. I actually like the fact that they chose only to upscale them and not to remaster them entirely. I actually pref I prefer it in this case because I think those games, and like all joking aside, I think those games were classic to begin with. And if they went in and tinkered with them, well, I think my friend, Sh Shigeru Miyamoto, would, <laughs> he, he put his heart and soul into these games and he's created a vision for them and he doesn't feel the need to change it. He's not George Lucas. Let's go and, you know, make sure that hand shot second years later. He liked what Mario did. So why would you go and remaster them? Upscaling, I'm totally for. And I see the reason for you wanting widescreen because, you know, there's all this TV real estate that we're going to lose out on. But playing the games in their original um, aspect ratio, I mean, I, I think there's some nostalgia in that. I think that would be I, sad to lose that. I, I totally understand you. I hear, hear you there, and I, I get that completely. I just think it's it's very pricey for, for what it is. It's just Nintendo, again, selling us the same games, and people are going to buy this like crazy. Like I saw on, um, what's it called, Ozbargain, it's the day that this came up, and by the time I saw it, which was like a few hours later, it was sold out on Amazon, like the pre-orders. I'm sure they're you know fixing that up now, but... Yeah, I it, it it's really cool to kind of have the All Stars um kind of come back because the original Super Mario um All Stars, which is now on um the Nintendo online service, um yep. as they're just like it's part of it now. That's one of the greatest packages ever. Um but yeah, I don't know. What what about you, Jace? Have you got any love for these games? Any kind of input there? Um, I agree with Jono. I, I, I very much like the fact that they're still holding on to the original and they're just doing the sort of upscaling rather than the remastering. Um, you could accuse them of being lazy and um, and it's just a massive cash grab. And I, I also think all those things are true as well. Um, I don't know how Nintendo can keep doing this and people keep um, spending money on it. Um, in saying that, there's always new generations of people that play Nintendo games and Nintendo consoles. Nintendo is completely unique in the sense that they can that they can pull this off um, and have not people, you know, not have people sort of get mad at them, but other otherwise just embrace it. Um, I just don't know how long they can keep doing this for. Maybe it's forever. Maybe they're just universal games and and they can just keep re-releasing the same stuff over and over again. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know why it's, I think they can get away with it though? Nostalgia. Um, no, resale price on classic Nintendo titles is more expensive than what they were when they first came out. I, Like I said, I like buying retro games. Nintendo games are the most expensive to rebuy. Xbox, I can get 10 games for the price of one Nintendo retro game. So wow. um, if anything, I actually think this bundle is cheap because $79 for those three games, try buying them as retro titles. And let's assume you've already, you still got the old console. You're still paying $90 a title on the secondhand market. So, I yep. yeah, I see their point. Like, you know, why why would you um, lower the value of your your commodities when everyone's already paying that for something that they're not even putting out officially themselves anymore? 
Uh, one, not... one other thing is that Nintendo make games that actually look timeless, not just yeah. play in it, but they like you could release like the Mario Odyssey for generations to come and it would still look awesome. It's a little bit like the Borderlands games. The Borderlands games or anything cell shaded for that matter just always looks good. Yeah. Um, well, until I guess that fad runs out, but for, for now it seems to be sticking. It's been around for a long time. Um, I think that they could literally just release the same game. It's 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 basically the difference between FIFA 19 and FIFA 20, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know what I was excited about, though. I don't know if you were about to reveal this, Joe. No, no, go for it. Uh, the, the game, game of watch. watch. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Oh, here's the thing. I, I I look at it and I get really excited. The nostalgia for the way it looks and and what's included in it is cool. And then part of me goes and. This is the same problem I have with this three-game collection of the 3D All-Stars. I look at both of them and go, I'd really like to get both of these. They're really cool collections. And then I realize that when I get a Mario game, I play about three levels and then I never play it again. Odyssey did, did included. You ever, did you ever play um, the Lost Levels, Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels? Because that's also on the Game & Watch. Yeah, so I've, was... I, I got the collection on the Wii when they celebrated the 30th anniversary. I think I put it into the Wii once. I played each of the levels once. And then went nowhere with it. I, on my Switch, I downloaded it on the online Super Nintendo um, portion, played them once for about half an hour, and then haven't touched them again. I love Mario, but I, maybe it's just that I was a Sega boy at heart, and every time I go and play Mario, it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool, and then I get over it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a really cool looking kind of little piece of kit there, and oh, you know, it's one of those things like the, um, the the SNES Mini and the NES Mini. You know, I yeah. I'll probably buy it and play it for you know a few days and then put it away. But I think it's you know I love that they're bringing back the Game and Watch. That is a really special for me, like compared to the other kind of bits of news there. I thought that was like a the most kind of surprising thing that they're actually yeah. doing something like that again. I just thought everything they're doing nowadays is going to be Switch focused um, or iOS, which which seems to be kind of the way they're going as well. Yeah. Um, there was a couple other things. Um, I'll, I'll go through. So they did the Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Again, Nintendo selling us an old game, but at least with this one, there's kind of a new um, um, post launched like post content on it there it seems to be with this bowser's fury kind of thing at the end that looked actually pretty cool um but i've and i never the played game. the original so i'm looking forward to that it looks good yeah i played it when it came out i won't play through that again um but the ones that that really um kind of reached out to me like i was just like well that's pretty cool so they had the super mario the mario kart live home circuit which so is so cool an, yeah so it's an uh, augmented reality you buy a game which comes with a physical remote control Mario Kart, Mario in his Mario Kart, and you can set up a course. I think Luigi's, I imagine, would be your player too, so you have to buy that separately. I don't yeah, know if that's you do. kind of it's how a separate bundle. Um, And then you can play in your house, so you need space for this, and you need like the floor to be smooth as well, and um, probably, hopefully not your like, spare you know, room, and dude. dogs and kids are kind of jumping on them. You're exactly right, because uh, I can totally see myself and the kids like making a lego course on the ground and driving it through and yeah the camera um, as you're driving you can see it on the switch and you know there's kind of you can throw shells and there's um computer generated characters that you can see on the switch obviously not there in the room with you but um i think it looks really cool and when you're playing yeah. two players if you like hit a shell on your other player it'll stop their cart physically stop their cart um, and then you can overtake them and things um I, it's one of those things that, like the, um, oh, what's their cardboard thing that they've done at the moment on the Switch? Labo. Labo, exactly. Thank yes. you. It'll be one of those things when it gets cheap, I'll pick it up. Um, it probably won't be a day one purchase for me, but down the line, I can totally see my kids and I just having a lot of fun. The girls kind of chasing the cart around while my son and I, you know, take turns playing it. And then, of course, the girls will play it too, but they'll just love to kind of see themselves on the screen with the car driving. I think that's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. I don't think it'll get cheap, though. Yeah, it depends how many they make. Yeah. Um, just to let you guys know, uh, so Mario Kart Live Home Circuit Mario or Mario Kart Live Home Circuit Luigi are both $149.95. So um, you you can buy either one. It's just whoever you like better. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder who's going to be the popular one there. You know oh, what? Yeah. If, they, if they had Luigi with that Luigi face that he did in that 
awesome little clip on Mario Kart <laughs> where he's driving around. Um, they cool. see me rolling that one. Um, yeah, I think that would be the that'd be the seller. Um, but I think for me, out of everything um, that they did there, and there was some other news about like what they're doing in terms of other game celebrations. Um, you know what they're doing in Mario Kart 2, or Mario Maker 2, Smash Brothers, Splatoon 2, Animal Crossing, and the pin set. I think the big one was the Super Mario Brothers 35. That was for me. Like I can't wait to play this. Yeah. Although you know what upsets me about that? What's that? Okay, so actually, first, my favorite part is it's a Century Tetris Live, but with Mario. How cool is yep, that? So thirty-five oh, ninety-nine, and you're throwing yeah. like goombas and things at other people's screens as you're going along. It's it seems wild. I love that they're doing like Tetris ninety-nine now has kind of become yeah. seems to be becoming a series of game. I I I'm all over it. No, so there's the upsetting thing I was talking about. It's limited. It is only running till the end of March next year. Yeah, I saw that. And actually, how proud is that? <laughs> Mario, Mario All Stars, the 3D All Stars, is limited as well. Supposedly, I'm hoping that frame. means. Well, I'm hoping that means they sell each of those three games separately because I only want to play Sunshine. I'm not. I'm not wanting to play the other two again. But um, yeah, I think I don't know, man. Like, it's 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 a while to play the game. I'm, I'm kind of. I'll get into it. I can see myself that that being my new. You know, when the kids are going to bed and going to sleep and I'm sitting on the edge of their bed, that'll be my kind of go-to game for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to sell those three 3D games separately. They've done it before. That Mario collection I was talking about on the Wii was... I was working at Target at the time. I remember the stock coming in. We got one drop. I picked up one of the maybe... I think we only had a box. So there was probably only about 10 copies of the game. And when it was gone, it was gone. Yeah. And there was no no talk of a reprint, and you couldn't get it for love or money. So I I think they're doing the same thing here. And this is the thing that I don't understand about Nintendo. Like I know they're kind of like Disney and putting stuff back in the vault, but then they're, they're not promising they'll ever bring it back out of the vault. And while that generates this excitement, you're also limiting all these people from being able to get it because you get all the ha- the hardcore fanboys that have possibly played the games before or even owned them, just adding it to their collection, and nobody else getting to play it. I mean, it's cool that it's digital this time around, so anyone could buy it digitally, but like a limited time frame of less than six months, hell, COVID's been going for, what, eight, and I feel like it's only been two months, so like six months, that's that's me blinking my eyes and it's gone. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like Nintendo have always been a little bit funny with with supply and demand, right? Um, yeah. And you know, like clearly they've made a decision this time around that we're only doing it for this period, but like, you know, things like the Switch sold out super quick. Yeah. Um, and, and were very, very difficult to get a hold of for the, for the longest time. I guess that's more to do with production. But I, I, it just reminded me of a time, Jono, when the, the Wii first came out and you and I were, were both friends back then, but we were working for, yeah. we'll say, rival retailers, right? Um, you worked <laughs> for one retailer, I worked for another. Oh, and, I forgot um, during the Wii launch you and, were with somebody else. <laughs> I was. And I, the, the rival retailer... Um, that rhymes with Schmarby Schmorman. Um, they 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 weren't a, a popular um, they weren't a popular place to go to for games. Um, they weren't popular for anything really. And well, Moby Die they... was very popular. <laughs> and so um, and so what happened was um, I'm I'm there I'm I'm at I'm at I'm at Schmarby Schmorman, and um, somebody comes in going oh if you got a Wii if you got a Wii and I said I'm really sorry we're out but I know a guy, and that's when I rang up. Um, rang up your store and you said yep. we've got like one or two left right and I think one of them was reserved for me oh no no, no. I bought I bought mine obviously from the retail that I worked at I don't think we were supposed to do that but I did it anyway um, and oh, I said I to that too. person and I said to that person at the time um, I said look I know a guy he has one um, you need to go to this store <laughs> um, so however dumpy. however um, can you give me a lift and at the, time, story. <laughs> at the time, I worked I worked in, a, in the CBD, basically, a suburb called Broadway in Sydney, and, and you were out sort of Macquarie Way. Yeah. And um, and that's a big trek, man. That is. And I was just like, well, I need to, I need to get over that way anyway. And he's like, absolutely, I'll drive you. If you can guarantee me a wee, I'm going to drive you there. And so I went to his house and um, because he needed to get his car and all this sort of stuff. He lived just around the corner. And he and he, he drove me out your way, and and there was a Wii waiting for him, which is very Jim, nice. Sorry to say, Jace, but on Earth like three hundred and sixty-three, um, that didn't end the same way, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I yeah. didn't save the Wii and sold it to somebody else, and it was a, a murder. And you know, I tried to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure oh. Joe was thinking of something even more heinous. I was. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> move on from that. We will. Um, all right, let's let's quickly have a chat for those that have checked it out. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War multiplayer. We've all been playing Warzone a fair bit, um, and that's that's been great. It seems like this is the yearly release of Call of Duty by by Treyarch and Raven. Um, has anybody had a chance to look at the trailer? Yes. Not what do you think? I, I haven't. Um, their trailers are very stylized, so I'm sitting there going, wait a second, am I watching a, a movie or is this the actual gameplay? Uh, it's somewhere in between. I really like some of the levels, like that one that's on the ocean where they're fighting across two frigates or a supply ship and a naval frigate and there's a submarine in the middle and they're using zip lines and this guy's sniping on the zip line as he lands on the other Ah. Oh, Epic. Um, so, so that level, that level is apparently called Armada. There's jet skis involved on that level. Um, oh, the jet skis were cool. with gun turrets on the back. Ah, oh, you know I love my vehicles. Cold War has always been a touch. Sorry, Joe. Cold War has always been a little bit wacky in that sense, where it yeah. adds all those extra things. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. So I'm watching the trailer right now, and it sure does look like Call of Duty. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. It it also sounds to me like sorry, not sounds looks because I've seen it. Uh, looks to me <laughs> like they're taking a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege in there. So there's like a yeah. level where you're escorting a or a gamer where you're escorting a VIP. Um, yeah. And then they're also going a little bit Battlefield on the other end. There's a there's a 24 player big team battle type thing with like transport ships and stuff. In fact, if anything, it's probably more like Halo. It no. looks beautiful. Graphically, it's very impressive. <laughs> it, it um, are you, is are very getting, impressive. Are you, are you going to get it? It. I, I keep walking away. It keeps reeling me in. I, I've, I. You know what? You know what will get me if they add something exclusive to Warzone that is really cool, but you can only get if you get Cold War. And they That's haven't so shown funny. anything yet, but that I, would. I, yeah. I'm so surprised, Jono, because of all the fun that we've had in Warzone this year, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get the next Call of Duty now. Like, I just feel like that's a pretty much a sure thing for me. I brought okay. Modern Warfare. I've played half of the the campaign, and yet I have tons more fun in Warzone. And yeah. Warzone is free. I could have left it out, left it off. Like. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever told the story of um, the last Call of Duty. What was that Call of Duty that I've got on my PC? What is it? Modern Warfare? Is that what it is? Yes. The, the Warzone. Warzone. The Warzone. That Warzone's attached to. Yeah. Modern, Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because by now I've forgotten what it's called. I just call it I just call it Warzone. But um, I played the um the multi the single player. Sorry, right to the last stage, and I was at the part at the end of the game where you are running to the very final thing, and that is when my um my Power supply died and wiped everything on my computer, including yeah. that game. So I, I've, I've not even gone online to watch how it ends because I was so annoyed about it. So that's how that game finished for me. I was just running, and then that's it. Black screen, and, and credits roll, and then, and then weeks of like pain trying to get my computer fixed. So it left a bad taste in my mouth. Not Call of Duty's fault. It just destroyed my computer and melted things. But there's my point. Like you, then you, all you've played is Warzone, which meant you didn't need to buy Modern Warfare at all to play it. I know, but I've played the multiplayer. Uh, yeah, but how much in comparison to Warzone and Plunder? Not not near as much. But yeah. I, 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 uh. I, I put it on every. I put it on every now and then. Still, I I, I really enjoy it. And I, I do the same, and I think that's what will draw me in. Like if if Jay suddenly jumps on and goes, "Oh my god, the the." The match I just had across those two ships, I ziplined and killed 30 guys with my sniper rifle with one shot. Then I'll be sounds there. Like Jay. That sounds uh, like Yeah, Jay. I won't be able to pull it off, but he will. But I'll be there to watch it. So I, I think that will, um, yeah, draw me in. Very well, cool. no, no Halo for now anyway, so probably yes. Well, exactly. As soon as Infinity comes out, as long, uh, not Infinity, Inf Infinite comes out, um, yeah, as long as it's good, you might yep. lose me. Or I'll drag you into that. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll start wrapping up things soon, but just uh, another quick one. Did anybody get an opportunity to watch the June trailer? Does anybody care about June? Yes, no, I, I did, and yes, I do. Yes, Great. and yes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so what I do you tried... got, Joe? Oh, sorry. You go, Joe. No, no, no. You can go, Jono. Go for it. I tried watching the original June not so long ago, 
and um, yeah, struggled. I mean, it had Patrick Stewart, and I was like, oh, I'm in. Is is Picard? And then it ha- I didn't even get to Sting, um, <laughs> and I couldn't Sting's do it. It was, it was so it was so slow paced, and it was like these people just just do something, move faster, come on. <laughs> um, but the, the trailer on this new one, oh, like the cast is fantastic, and the tension and those sandworms, ah, oh, takes me back to June, uh, the battle for Carson uh, uh, by Westwood Studios. Sandworms. I I wasn't sure that they were actually going to show a sandworm. I thought they were going to like allude to it, and then just that was it. And then we're going to save it for trailer two or for the movie. Um, it was pretty cool that they showed it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it looks very cool. I agree. It all looked very stylish, and I, I I'm not really into this sort of thing. But geez, I thought the kind of design of the costumes and the way the characters yeah. kind of looked so interesting and kind of in a different world to ours. I thought they that they they nailed the kind of style there I, I i'm looking forward to watching it oh, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna rattle off a couple of the actors in this because this has to be like the biggest cast of actors i've i've seen like predominant triple a people in in a film in a while i mean the first yeah, you know <laughs> yeah well yeah it seems i don't know why it attracts those sorts of people because the book is just like the book part is the confusing like the first like four chapters are just names and i don't know who anybody is but anyway <laughs> we've got timothy chalamet we've got zendaya rebecca ferguson oscar isaac Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, and then a lot of other semi-famous people after that. We'll stop with Josh Brolin. Um, but there's there's quite a quite a big cast in here, and I'm sure that there are many, many more, and I'm sure they're lining this up for another sort of sequel and, and, and beyond. Um, it's the same director who did uh, Blade Runner, the most recent one. So uh, yeah, if that's anything to go by, it should be, should be something to look forward to. It should be epic. Um, I'm just waiting. For, I'm just waiting for Thanos to uh, for James Brolin to turn into Thanos midway through, and just go. I didn't defeat the Avengers before, but now I can kill a worm, and you know, <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Cool. So um, did I, well, did I just kill the podcast. You, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't kill it. You didn't. You didn't kill the podcast. You know? Although the podcast is probably going to end. Um, is there any more that anybody wants to talk about before we wrap it up? I, I think I, I I can't finish the podcast without just quickly saying Tony Hawk um, remaster one and two. Have man, you got oh it? man. Yes, I do, and it is just like stepping back in time. Oh, it I want to play it. You know when you kind of like like I was saying with Prince of Persia, like you kind of remember what a game was like, and then you go to play it again, or, or movies for that case. Like I watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back recently, or tried to, and I couldn't get through it. And I used to love that movie. And oh, really? taste, my taste has obviously changed. My humor's changed. Um, oh. But playing Tony Hawk again, it is, it is just like I remember. And playing it with my son is just the best thing ever. So I played it the first day, and then the second day, he's like, you know, come home from school, and he's like, Dad, today's my turn to play Tony no. Hawk. And I'm like, all right, go, go ahead. And I sat next to him. He went through the tutorial, which is lengthy, and I'm still rubbish, and he wasn't good at it either, um, at manuals, where you kind of chain yep. your combos together, so you kind of go up on the front two wheels or back two wheels. I'm not a skateboarder, so I'm sure they've got a technical name. But um, anyway, yeah, watching manuals. him go through that and then um, – and then seeing like him progressing it was really cool. But then the third day when I got home, um, when we, I got home from work and he got he was home from school, we played multiplayer together. So we went through right. just like freestyle and whatnot. But then we were doing what my brother and I were doing back in whatever year this game came out, what, 90 something, um, I think it is. And him, um, he, he, we played together uh, graffiti and tag in the warehouse, which my brother and I did when, you know, like I said, all those years ago, and it was just the most fun I've had in a game for a very long time. So in graffiti, you do a trick on a section of the map and it either colors green or red for you or, or blue for you, whichever one you are. And then the opponent has to kind of go and do another trick on that piece of uh, whatever it is. And the warehouse is that first very small stage. So it was very easy for him. And we were just having the most fun. Um, and uh, he... I, I tried to, you know, as you do with a with a young young kid, you try to let him win sometimes. But it was he kept on bailing because he's trying to go for these huge moves, and it didn't didn't work out. But then we played tag, which again my brother and I used to play, but we didn't love that one as much on on the warehouse. We used to do it on the downhill stages, so you'd always get ahead. Um, 
but it was the best. Like he beat me in this game fair and square, um, just kind of skating around. I'm trying to like run into him and we were just laughing and screaming. My two girls were there watching saying, go get him daddy and all sorts of things. And yeah, like it is, it was a nostalgia trip. And, and then speaking of my brother, like I, the first day that I played it, I text my brother and I'm like, you've got to get this game. And he's like, oh, it's out, awesome. And then the next day he sends me a photo with his Xbox, a really cool photo actually, with a disc going into the disc drive. And oh, then nice. he's playing it with his kids who are a bit older than mine. Um, and he's saying exactly the same things, just watching his son, um, you know, say, or hearing his son say exactly what my, my son was saying about how cool the game is. And then just doing the multiplayer with them. And hopefully this weekend we're going to play online with each other um, and just relive some very good memories. It's, 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 it's one of those things that isn't it like when you have that piece of kind of your childhood that you can relive again, it's, it's very rare. And um, it's, yeah, it's, it's for that reason, it's a very special game and yeah, all the reviews are great. And I'm only on Tony Hawk one, Tony Hawk two is in, again, I think on Metacritic, it's one of the highest scoring games of all time. It is, mm. it is an incredible game. So yeah, I, I, I'm, really excited about keeping playing that yeah i'm excited to get a copy eventually yeah so much fun well before we wrap up this week's episode i have a quick question for jono jono are you still addicted to slay the spire has it still got you (laughs) oh no after that um that one win with the defect i haven't touched it since (laughs) actually unbelievable i went super unexpected I went back to playing Halo Wars and unlocking achievements <laughs> on the Definitive Edition, which I actually need one of you to help me out because there seems to be no one playing multiplayer and I need to defeat someone. What incredible <laughs> self-control you have, Jono. I'm very impressed. <laughs> very cool. Um, well, thank you for allowing me to be the guest host for one week. Um, and Oh, you were an amazing always- host. So good. <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice. Um, as always, you can uh, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, no longer Google Play Music because now it's Google Podcasts. You can also and find it's Apple us Podcasts, on, not iTunes anymore. There's Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, man. That's this is why you're normally the host. I can't keep up to date with this sort of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, on top of that, you can find us on uh, YouTube. There are a couple of videos on there, um, and also you can now find us on Patreon. So Patreon is a service that allows you to be able to donate to us because believe it or not, this isn't free. It does cost a little bit of cash to keep the lights on. We have a single tier at the moment called I'm a Versus Player, which is for $5 a month. And it allows you access to a special server um, or a special channel on Discord, which means that you can chat with Jono, Joe, and I. Uh, and also your questions and any questions you might have can be featured on next week's episodes. Uh, episodes are airing every Wednesday, uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but I mean, sometimes it's a Thursday. It really depends what's going on. Um, either way, it's happening every week, which is a lot better than what it used to be. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Jason. I'm Jono. I'm I beat you. Awesome. Fight for <laughs> it. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And we will chat again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Player.